We call it cryptocurrency, but is Bitcoin currency or is it money? Does it stand up to the criteria for money? Jamie Dimon just won't shut up about Bitcoin, even though he said he would. And this show is now heard in 158 countries around the world. Your questions, comments, and more free bad coin are all headed your way on the crypto highway in episode number 38 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. You're listening to the smooth sounds of KBCP Radio. Joel Com here on this side of the microphone, welcoming you to episode number 38. And over here, the dulcet tones of Mr. Travis Wright. And see, all this time, I thought we were on K-Bad. <laughs> K-Bad? K-B-A-D. Stay bad on K-Bad. Hello, Mr. Travis. How are you? Ah, it is a beautiful day in the land of Cryptopia, Mr. Joel Calm. Lots of stuff going on, as you said. You know, that is a perplexing question. Is 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 it Bitcoin currency or money? It's called cryptocurrency, but is it really currency? This is a yeah. perplexing question, Mr. Joel Calm. Yeah, we're going to get to that today. And, you know, we call our coin, our token, bad coin, but it's not really a coin. It's a token. And, and it's even barely that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a cheap derivative. <laughs> it, it's like one of those it's it's, you know, those little plastic coins you would get when you were a kid, you know, in your um your little party bag that you'd get from your friend's birthday party, you know, the fake little red plastic coins. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like the great poker chip. It's not, it's, it's, it's the much cheaper, worse version. That's barely passable for a token. So it's bad. Coin. And yet there's something like 190 million or so in circulation. Now we continue to give them away for free. You can't buy it from us, although you can on the BitShares exchange trade them with others, but we continue to send out free bad coin. We're in the midst of bad cryptober, which has lots of opportunities to get free bad coin. In fact, up to a million per person, but one way in particular that we'd like to encourage everybody to do is to go to iTunes or Facebook or wherever you listen to the show that allows you to submit a review and write a review for us. Rate us how you like. Take a screen capture of that review and mail it to us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com along with your BitShares username and we're going to give you 100,000 free Bitcoin. Ka-ching, baby. That is, that is nice. And actually, if you go on CryptoFresh.com, the last price that somebody actually bought a little bit of bad coin was for, my goodness, I don't even know how to say that, 0. 0. 0.000000662 uh, of a penny. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we're really glad that you're listening. We love your comments, your feedback, your reviews. And it's true. We are now heard in 158 countries around the world, including Nepal, Madagascar, and Iran. 
Yes, there are there are eleven uh, people in Iran listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. So uh, thank you, and and be careful listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast is bad for your health. <laughs> yeah, there should be a warning label on the show. Surgeon General is going to be stepping up pretty soon. And, bad for your health, and putting a warning on there. Well, this is no, the podcast. Listen to Bad Crypto is bad for your wealth. <laughs> Well, you're just the king of disclaimer tonight. If you want to hear the real disclaimer, it's at the end of the show. But this is the podcast for both the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And we are just having great fun. And we're going to go to the mailbag for your questions and comments to see if you're having fun as well. Bad crypto voicemail. You have one new message. Hey, Joel. Hey, Travis. Mad God here, long-time listener. Uh, I was listening to the show last week, and you mentioned uh, the fees on Coinbase, and I wanted to tell you and your listeners, stop buying Bitcoin on Coinbase. You can use Coinbase in order to fund your GDAX account and buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin by posting a limit order and not paying a single fee. That's how I move all my money from fiat into crypto for free. Just want to let you guys know, Enjoy the show, keep up the good work, and I'll take some more of them bad coin. Thanks a lot. Well, I'm not actually familiar with GDAX. I mean, I've heard of it, haven't you, Travis? I have done some little bit of research into it. I just have gotten into the habit of using the tools that I use, and so I've not taken advantage of the GDAX and the no limit fanciness that uh, our caller there is all being all fancy with his big words. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> well, I guess it's worth trying. You know, here's the thing. Coinbase is so user friendly and we recommend it in terms of learning how to crypto with training wheels and then, you know, get off of Coinbase and try GDAX. It's just a little more complicated to do that. And I think we'll visit that in the future. So as people are more advanced, we'll also be advancing with you. Remember, we're learning as we go also, and we still have a lot to learn. Uh, but for those of you that are just new to this, well, we know more than you, but not much, just enough to be bad. Uh, and again, Coinbase has been a great place for a lot of people to start. And if you want $10 in free Bitcoin from Coinbase, open your account there, make your first purchase of $100 in any of the currencies, Bitcoin, Litecoin, or Ethereum, and they'll give you $10 in free Bitcoin. They'll also give us $10 in free Bitcoin, but you got to use this link. What's the link, Travis? Yeah, the link is badco.in forward slash Coinbase. That is the correct one. And actually, what's interesting right now, and as the price of Bitcoin goes up, right, we, we hit like $5,800 the other day. Like, so what's interesting is when, when Bitcoin is, you know, when it was around $2,800, you know, you can figure 10 bucks in most cases is, you know, at this, at this point of where we are, $10 is essentially, what is that going to be? 175,000 Satoshis. That's about 10 bucks. You're doing math. I did math right there. I was like, I did math. I, I was delaying it. Travis does math. But earlier, but back earlier, like 10 bucks was like 4,000 of them, right? 40, what, 400,000 Satoshis. So, I mean, if you start thinking in terms of Satoshis and not just in Bitcoin, like Satoshis are going to be worth quite a bit down the road in theory, especially when Bitcoin, if prognosticated to be worth a billion or not a billion, but a million dollars down the road, a billion. $700 trillion down the road. I mean, Bitcoin, you guys, you're going to want those Satoshis. They add up, bro. 
Okay, another question here. This one submitted to us from email. Bad crypto inbox. You got mail. Jason asks, I'd like to hear the how and why regarding creating your own coin, e.g. bad coin. How did you do it? Was it difficult to do? Were there expenses? What did you learn? And would you do better, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth? And it's a great question, Jason. We're still not sure why we did it. <laughs> right. But we do know why. We do know how we did it. And actually, I do think we know why. We thought it was a fun idea to kind of create a cryptocurrency for the noobs to play around with. And guess what? If you lose, I mean, like, you know, there's been, I, I sent my co-author of Digital Sense right when we got it. I sent him five million bad coin because he's my co-author, right? And he lost the password. <laughs> so five oh million God. bad coin is gone out of the blue. So good job. That Snooki. increases the value of them for everybody, though, right? Because, you know, it's a few Satoshis worth yeah, right there. It's fun to reward our fans, though. I mean, maybe someday it'll be worth something. Maybe, maybe, probably not, but a whole episode worth of content and maybe some bad crypto extras in the future to show you guys how to do this. But I've actually created two tokens. We created bad coin together on the BitShares decks, and I've also created a Joel coin, which I've done nothing with. I did it just to see how easy it would be to do on the Waves platform. And you have a million of those and you haven't even sent me one. I've sent nothing to anybody. I'm I'm hodling <laughs> all the Joel coins. All the Joel coins. <laughs> which wow. creates even less value when one person holds them all. I just don't know what to do with it yet. But that is so perfect that you own Joel coin though. I mean that's I really do. it's beautiful. You could have Travis coin. Yeah, I need T dub coin. You do. On bitshares.org or in the wallet, if you've downloaded it, on the left side, you'll see advanced features. There's dashboard, membership, voting, and then advanced features. And if you click that, right underneath it, it says issued assets. When you click issued assets, there's a place for you to create an asset. And this is where you put in the symbol. You tell how many will be in the supply. You can have up to eight decimal points in it or as few as zero decimal points. And you can put what the core exchange rate is to bit shares. How many of your assets equals one bit share. And then there's a fee that you pay in bit shares. And just to be brief about it, the shorter your symbol, the more expensive it is to create your asset. Like we looked at creating just bad Travis and wasn't it mm -hmm. like a couple thousand dollars? Yeah. So if you want to get one of those three letter words, then those are ones that cost a, a whole lot more. Four letters, not as much, obviously. And then I think we have bad coin, which is, you know, we have seven, seven letters on ours math again. And so yeah, that didn't cost us. I think it cost like what? Maybe 80 bucks or how much? How much no, was it? It was about, about $200. Oh, about 200 um, bucks. Right. Yeah. But what that does is it puts you on the BitShares exchange and you can be traded on the open ledger. And again, that's to go in more in depth on a future episode. Well, it's actually on a past episode that we kind of went into that too. I think that was Badco 012. I don't know the difference between the past and the future. I'm. It's mm. all... Relative. It's all one. It's all eternity to me. Mm -hmm. Now, the other one, which, again, we'll go into more in a future episode, is WavesPlatform.com. And there's a Waves wallet. Waves is actually a 
token of its own that as of now is sitting at about $4 a token. And you can go onto Waves and create your own token on the Waves platform. Uh, and it costs one Wave to make a token. That's it. So it's about four dollars right now. Nice. It's a forver. <laughs> and a forver. And that's and that's where you created Joel the Joel coin, right? The Joel coin, yes. And uh, oh. again, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I have an idea. Can I can I share a thought that I yeah, just yeah, had? This is, this is a brand new brainstormed idea. So one could create a token for themselves, tie it to their identity. And then do an ICO on their future earnings potential. <laughs> we could say, hey, we should do an ICO. Uh, like, what's the future earning potential of the bad crypto podcast? The coin is actually worth that. And then people invest in it. Be- and then they get a share or something of the uh, of the profits or their earnings in the like a 10% of their earnings gets set up into this into a pool or something. Well, that's stock now. Now you're talking about, you know, no tokens or actual ownership in the company it's a utility for the company so i don't know what to do with it but i love the idea i just don't think that that's legal (laughs) to do that without getting the securities (laughs) exchange it's like you you sell tokens in yourself and you become an indentured servant well you know who would know the expert who is on our next voicemail you have one new message hey guys this is warren buffett and i was Wanting to ask you if you thought it would be a good idea for Bitcoin to split, just like a stock split, instead have a thousand to one Bitcoin split. Uh, what do you think about that? All right, stay bad. Thank you. Wow, Warren Buffett, that is so nice of you to call in to our humble Bad Crypto podcast like that. And you pose an interesting question there, good sir. Is it a good idea for for Bitcoin to split, just like a stock? you know, does a hundred to one or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's why it's already broken down into one, 100 millionth of a Bitcoin, right? One Satoshi is a hundred millionth of a Bitcoin. So it's already sort of split. And now they've done these forks, which the reason that they're forking is because different rules, different sizes, they, they're, you know, it, it just, it, it's interesting when you're looking at why they're forking and there's so many forking things popping up now and there's, there's different technological reasons, but a stock split is not the same in crypto, and uh, so probably not going to happen, Mr. Warren Buffett, but nice try. What is the deal with this J- uh, Jamie Dimon character, the uh, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase? Travis, he won't shut up. He won't shut up. That is true. And if you were, if you listen to any of our, you know, Max Kaiser interviews and then his segments with um, Peter Schiff. He goes off on Jamie Dimon and Jamie Dimon said he was going to not talk about Bitcoin anymore. And then like the next day he talked about Bitcoin. So, yeah, he actually what he said was this was on Thursday and he was talking to reporters to talk about uh, JP Morgan Chase's third quarter results. And he said, I wouldn't put Bitcoin high in the category of important things in the world, but I'm not going to talk about Bitcoin anymore. And then a day later. He says, if you're stupid enough to buy it, you'll pay the price someday. So, I mean, what is with this guy? You know, it's 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 one of those things. It's I think the blockchain really is infuriating bankers. They don't understand it. They've only known fiat currency their whole entire careers. You know, they've been able to control the printing of it and whatnot. And bankers love it. Right. So but they do not like blockchain because it is coming in and disrupting it. However, 
some of the banks are trying to figure it out, but um, it just makes you wonder about Jamie. It's obviously on his mind all the time. He likes blockchain. He doesn't like Bitcoin. Uh, JP Morgan Chase is investing in blockchain. So I don't think that's what the, I think he has a problem with this thing that people are calling a currency or money or whatever. And we're going to we're going to actually deal with that. But meanwhile, here's the funny thing. This from Fortune.com. Bitcoin is now bigger than Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan Stanley. <laughs> mm, that has to hurt. Yeah, you're looking at you look at the total market cap right now. It, it's like knocking on one hundred and seventy five billion dollar door right now. So. That dip in September and the whoop, whoop, here we are six weeks later at all time highs. It's crazy. Yeah. So Morgan Stanley is worth 89 billion and Goldman Sachs is worth 93 billion. Meanwhile, Bitcoin itself has a market cap of over 93 billion and it's getting awfully close to the six thousand dollar mark and when that happens bitcoin will reach a market cap of get this a hundred billion oh that is sweet sweet news mr joel com <laughs> yeah, for those who so, are hodling for those who hodl mr diamond can i don't even call him mr i'm just gonna call him diamond diamond, diamond douche di <laughs> 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 he can say that whatever diamond, he wants diamond douche it wasn't that a david bowie song <laughs> oh that was diamond <laughs> dogs okay uh, meanwhile, in other favorable news, there's more rumors out there about Amazon. And some people are speculating once again that the reason that uh, Bitcoin is going up is rumors that Amazon acceptance is coming. Yeah, we had actually heard that. Remember, that was one of the questions that I asked. Uh, the CEO of Overstock, when we chatted with Patrick Byrne over there, I asked him, like, what, what's the deal with that? Uh, there were some rumors going on that were saying that sometime around when Amazon releases their Q3 earnings reports, that the potential of them saying they were going to start accepting Bitcoin. That was the rumor then. So who knows what's who knows if that's actually going to happen? James Altucher or Alt I can never get his name right. Altucher, right? Close. Yeah, James Altucher. Yeah. yeah. All touche. It's it's uh, it's Italian. All touche. Um, he says, by the way, I'd like to have James on the show. James, if you're listening, come join us here. Yeah, uh, he brilliant. says, and I don't know if he's got inside info, but he says that Amazon is going to announce that they'll start taking crypto on October 26th on their earnings call. Mm. I mean, he's actually this is I don't know. I haven't seen his actual blog post. There was an article that I wrote. He had I think he had talked to some SVP at Amazon or something that was I think it was on a Reddit post. I don't remember the details, but there it is right in this article that's in our show notes that talked about how he claims that Amazon will announce that on October 26th. If so, oh, my. Yeah, I think that way, if that happens, you know, we've been talking for some time that when Amazon starts accepting Bitcoin that kaboom. I mean, they are the biggest retailer now and, and uh, Jeff Bezos is a multi-billionaire and certainly uh, it would bring Bitcoin even more to the masses. So we'll see if that happens. That Bezos ain't no bozo. <laughs> Seems to me like why wouldn't Bezos start accepting Bitcoin? It makes literally no sense at this point, especially when you see its meteoric rise over time. Why not do you can imagine how much money if they did the same thing that Overstock was doing in these past few years? Whew, mm -hmm. could have held so yeah. much Bitcoin. 
Unreal. He, it, uh, Bezos may already be holding, hodling oh, Bitcoin. Maybe they are using their AWS to mine uh, Bitcoin. They could totally do that. They probably have Very a report. Mm. So meanwhile, on the other side of the world, this story from Cointelegraph.com, Russia is going to be issuing a crypto ruble. This is true. So they say that they confidently declare that we run crypto ruble for one simple reason. If we do not, then after two months, our neighbors in the Eurosec will. This is one of those things where they're like, they want to figure out uh, crypto, right? Estonia is a country that's near their area, and they've got crypto all figured out, and they're blockchaining all elements of their business and their whole and other government. Russia is bullish, bullish on the From story, story say Russian President Vladimir Putin officially stated Russia will issue its own crypto ruble at closed-door meeting in Moscow, according to local news sources, all wearing babushkas. <laughs> yes, the Minister of Communications, he says this is true. Cryptocurrency cannot be mined and will be issued and controlled and maintained only by the authorities. So I guess, I don't know if they're going to do an even exchange, but apparently the crypto rubles can be exchanged for regular rubles uh, at any time. Though, the article says, if the holder is unable to explain where the crypto rubles came from, a 13% tax will be levied. Do not know where rubles. They just showed up. Some made my door. Knock, knock. Who's there? Crypto ruble. Hello. Don't, don't answer door if Sergey there. Very bad. But I love how he said the reason they want to do it is because if they don't, their neighbors are going to do it. So we got to do it. Like, for not in- for, because innovation is in our culture. It's no, if we do not do it, they're going to. Uh, we best get on it is crypto war we do ruble first so i don't know we'll see what happens with that but i do think it's it's fascinating meanwhile in the uh the counterculture of course julian assange of wikileaks a political refugee he's still being detained without any charge against him i don't know what's going to happen with him but he posted on twitter And let me just read this tweet. He says, my deepest thanks to the U.S. government, Senator McCain and Senator Lieberman for pushing Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Amex, money bookers and all into erecting an illegal banking blockade against WikiLeaks starting in 2010. It caused us to invest in Bitcoin with greater than 50,000 percent return. So. What, and he posted a chart basically of showing Bitcoin at almost nothing and today. And, you know, people were paying WikiLeaks tens of thousands of Bitcoins back in the day whenever they were not worth anything. If we're talking about 2010, the price of Bitcoin at the in December of 2011 was like $2, right? 2010, I mean, we're talking sub dollar range for the most part. I mean, that, they could have a ridiculous amount of Bitcoin. And he just literally said that. Wow. If you think about how much they have, it's probably ridiculous. It's huge. Uh, finally, last story and this one relevant to this show and to many listeners of the show, because uh, those of you who were listening early on might remember that Jed McCaleb of Stellar dot org was on the show and he asked us to give away their token uh, their currency stellar lumens to our listeners and 400 of you claimed 500 
lumens each. Well, there's some big news on Coindesk today, and it has to do with Big Blue. Yes. And uh, IBM, they announced at an event here, it's called CBOS 2017, S-I-B-O-S. They announced the partnership with Stellar. And uh, so they are, are going to settle real transactions uh, using the company's custom cryptocurrency, Lumens. And we gave away 200,000 Lumens, and now they're partnering up with IBM. And that's interesting. I mean, I've seen IBM talk have blockchain on commercials i've seen them in the airport i've seen them on tv they're talking to that and they are working and understanding blockchain ibm has grabbed a hold of blockchain and is running with it and now they're partnering with stellar lumens man that when you said that when you sent that to me that news last night uh via facebook messenger i was like ooh. yeah in fact i think you you jumped in and and bought some that 200,000 lumens as of this recording right now is worth $8,000. So that's 8,000 in tokens that we gave away for free on this very show. And uh, another great reason to listen to the Bad Crypto Podcast. And I think we have some other companies that would like to give away tokens to our users uh, in that might be happening in the very near future. So, you, you know, you want to make sure and listen to the shows when they go live, because it's usually first come first serve. Yeah. And, you know, this might be a good time to talk about those bounties that some of these ICOs are doing that we've uncovered recently, right? Um, yeah, we can. It's, <laughs> I feel like it's a whole other segment. It's a whole other topic, but let's just dangle that out as a, ooh, you should check out some of the bounties that ICOs are offering for doing social media things, kind of like Bad Cryptober. Ooh. Yeah. So maybe just go out there and Google ICO bounty programs and see what you guys uncover. Go do some of your own research. You know, we do a lot for you. Basically, you know, what we do is we find these stories and we Google stuff so you don't have to. Uh, but <laughs> in, we click in this a case, mouse and type some things and talk some words. Yeah. And we're going to talk more words like money and currency and fungibility in our feature segment today. So, you know, we call Bitcoin a cryptocurrency and there's people out there that are like, well, is it a currency or, you know, do we treat this thing as money? And so what we want to do is take a look at what is the difference between currency and money, because they are two different things. And then we want to examine the characteristics of money and see does Bitcoin meet the qualifications. So why don't we start with currency, Travis? What is a currency? So what is a currency and is money the same as currency? And then, you know, what about wealth? So what is a currency? So currency is what most people think money is, and it's actually not. Currency is not money. It's currency, not. It's not money. It's not. It's not money. Uh, it's a medium of exchange. It's a unit of account. It has numbers on it. It's portable. It's durable. It's divisible. And fungible, which means interchangeable, and its currency is simply paper. Yeah, that that's basically it. It is paper, and on its own, it has no value. And you know, we've talked many times on the show about how governments can just print more and more of it and put more currency into circulation, which of course leads to inflation and a depreciation of the value of a dollar. 
And that's why many fiat currencies have eventually gone to zero. I mean, look at Venezuela right now. They're, they're at hyper inflation and their currency has gone down over 95%. So imagine if the dollar that you hold in your hand right now was worth less than a nickel. If that's what it bought. Well, it kind of does. If you look at the dollar value in 1913 versus what it is now, and a dollar is back in the day when a dollar was an ounce of silver, there's actual value there, right? But now if you look on a dollar, it says this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. It's legal tender, which means it's official currency. And that means that a creditor must accept these Federal Reserve notes in satisfaction of a debt. That's what that is. And so really, cryptocurrency is actually a misnomer. Yeah. So money, on the other hand, is a store of value. And as a store of value, it keeps its purchasing power over a long period of time. It's it's a medium of an exchange. It's a unit of account. It's portable. It's durable. It's divisible. And it's also fungible. If so, for example, silver and gold have intrinsic value. Well, I guess they, I mean, they have intrinsic value. We call them precious metals because they're limited in in quantity and you have to mine to get them. Uh, But honestly, nothing's worth anything unless we attribute a value to it, right? Yeah. And it seems like it's, you know, instead of cryptocurrency, it's more digital money. That's really the actual name for it. If we want to get, so we should call it bad digital money. We're going to change the name of our show right now, you guys. Bad digital money. So there are six characteristics in particular of money. And as we look at what those six characteristics are, we can determine is Bitcoin a crypto money, you know, not cryptocurrency. So the characteristics are this. First of all, it needs to be durable. What does that mean? Well, it, it's, you know, it needs to be replaceable, right? If it, if it becomes damaged or something, you know, so that's why they take dollar bills out of circulation. They put, you know, new ones in. That's why uh, coins it, are way more durable than paper, right? That's right. why it, it needs to last. It, I guess, you know, durability would mean that it doesn't degrade. And of course, you know, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin's a Bitcoin. It's not like copying a, you know, a cassette tape and then copying it to another and copying it to another where the quality of the audio goes down. A Bitcoin is a Bitcoin. And the first Bitcoin that's out there exists just the same, you know, years later as it did when it was originally mined. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one. The The next characteristic is portability, which means that you can easily move that money from one location to the next. So if I, you know, like I have a silver coin right here in my hand. Well, that's not it though. That That's like one of my cheap coins, but a silver coin, I can put it in my pocket and I could take it wherever I want to go. Here is a two ounce coin. Ding. Yeah. And then I, I hit it with a, a 10 ounce bar. The 10 ounce bars are really cool to have. I don't know if you have a 10 ounce bar of silver, but I don't. Just, man. I, w- I have a five ounce bar, but now I'm going to get a 10 ounce bar because every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wing. Yeah, you know what? So that tells you money is very durable. It lasts a long time. It's portable to a degree, right? So, I mean, if you have some, if you have like a couple pounds of gold, I mean, that's a nice substantial amount of money, but you think you're going to be able to go cross borders with a big, couple big ounces of big piles of gold? No, you can't. it's not that portable. And if you want to 
transfer a million dollars in actual paper? Do you know how heavy that is and how much security you need to be able to transport? Well, that there's much actually cash? laws about carrying more than $10,000 worth of currency or money across international lines. But does Bitcoin meet the qualifications for portability? I think it does. I mean, I can I can uh, pull it from Coinbase to my ledger and I can carry my ledger nano S and then I can send it to your paper wallet. Basically moving Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies around is is pretty seamless. I believe so. And you know, that is as portable as it gets. Like I mean, you could have your mobile phone and go from one country all across the world. And there's been people, there's an article about this dude who invested early on in Bitcoin, and he's just spending his time traveling the world, spending Bitcoin now. I mean, and as the more expensive that it gets, the more money he's made. It's unbelievable. He's traveling the world, all, and all he's got is his phone, right, or whatever, and his computer. He's able to travel with his Bitcoin wherever. So it's portable. The third characteristics a characteristic of money is that it's acceptable, uh, which means that it is a accepted value, uh, you know, exchange mechanism. And so that's why, you know, the technology behind Bitcoin is what drives it, right? People see that there is value here. We ascribe value to it because the technology is so groundbreaking and amazing. And people are trading Bitcoin currently as of this recording at $5,640. So obviously those who are in the market are saying this is an acceptable money for transferring value. Yep. And then the final or the next one is limited supply. Is there a limited supply of, uh, of those? Yeah. Uh, well, of Bitcoin, there's 21 million ever, ever. Unless they have their, unless they fork, you know, they're going to fork every month, but there's only going to be 21 million of that particular fork. Yeah, there's still 21 million Bitcoin is all there will ever be. And they're not going to get to the end of that 120 years from now and go, well, we're just going to mine some more because the mechanism won't allow for that. The It's built into the, the code of how Bitcoin is mined. 21 million is all there is. Now, you can't apply that same limited supply to currency right because the government prints as much of that as they want yeah they call it quantitative easing you should google it quantitative easing that means we're turning on the printing presses and we're not going to stop <laughs> and then we're going to call it quantitative easing too and then we're going to call it quantitative easing three and the printings they're never going to stop <laughs> And there's no segwit because there are no witnesses. They do what they want to do. The uh, the fifth characteristics, I keep wanting to pluralize it. I'm characteristic. It is a singular characteristic out of the six characteristics. Number five is divisibility, which of course means you can break it down into smaller amounts. So, you know, a dollar bill can be broken down as small as a penny. And with Bitcoin, we have the very, very, very small microscopic Satoshi, which is how many decimal points is that, Travis? Well, it is 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. So it's eight decimal points, zero, 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 one. That's how much of a Bitcoin you can have, right? So they can break that down to pretty small amounts. So is it divisible? Well, a dollar is divisible into one one hundredth. 
a uh, a Bitcoin is divisible into one one hundred million. So I would say Bitcoin meets that criteria for money. And finally, number six characteristic is uniformity, which is a standard for the look of various denominations. Now, I don't know how you apply a look to something that you can't see, although, you know, there is a logo that is associated with Bitcoin. So I suppose if we could see it, we know that it is this this B, you know, with the line through it, the two lines that go, you know, through the vertically through the B, right? I don't know how else, how do you, how else do you meet the characteristic of uniformity? Yeah, there is there's there's an answer to that. There's an economics answer to that, but I am not a, you know, economist. I am more of a token tokenomicist. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a thing. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So basically what uniformity of money means is that every $5 bill is the same as every other $5 bill. It looks exactly the same as a $5 bill and works exactly the same as a $5 bill. Silver coin works the same as whatever it's worth at that particular time, right? It's exchangeable. It's worth a certain amount every time. If you have a Morgan dollar, unless it's a rare one from the from the early 1900s, then that coin is going to be worth about 20 bucks. So the answer to the question is Bitcoin currency or money. It's actually not currency, but cryptocurrency is another word for saying digital money. That's the conclusion that I've come to. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, we're still going to be we're going to still stay bad crypto because bad digital money. We just did some analysis and it just did not have the same ring to it. And now you're going to hear some cool transition music that's going to help us wrap up the show. Oh, Mr. Travis Wright, this has been a fun podcast with chockloads of information and uh, but lacking in musical examples. There's there's been no songs in this show. And you know what? This is because we're building up to something. I don't know what, but we're building up to something. We're, we're building up to something. And you know what? I think this episode, the, the, the whole thought of it is, you know, is Bitcoin money or is it currency? I mean, I think a lot, this part here has been uh, pretty interesting. I think a lot of people will, will gain some value out of this. And it can also, this the information in this particular episode can help you persuade your friends and family, when they say, eh, I just don't trust that digital money. I'm not going to do that. You're like, oh, yeah, well, it's actually more trustworthy if you look at all of the characteristics, Mr. Jokom. You just tell them about the crypto ruble and they will be completely persuaded that Bitcoin is indeed money to be spent. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and tell a friend, which we make easier in Bad Cryptober. Go to badco.in forward slash Bad Cryptober. Find out how you can participate and have your chance at winning 25 million bad coin. And now to call to Russia, ask them to end show for us. Mr. Travis Wright, what they do. Aktivasya Roho. Stay bad. Who's bad? 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.